fashion. I am bone rise up, ting ting like glitter and gold. I got fire in my soul, rise up, it's ting ting like glitter. Podcastville. How's my microphone today? We uh, adjusted some settings. It might sound a little different. Welcome to the podcast. It's Eric Chase and the fam. Um, No fam today. Usually, you know, Wednesday is community guest day. And we are starting a new show here on the new Q105 with DJ Manny, Manny Mix. Manny does the 5 p.m. mix Fridays at 5 o'clock. And uh, it's it's really well-liked. Um, And Manny had asked me about doing something else. We've been looking to do some other mix shows during the week or on the weekends. He's like, hey, I really want to do this EDM show. I'm like, okay. So we finally got it going, and we've got a new EDM show uh, beginning this weekend. It's going to run from midnight to 3 a.m. Sunday morning or Saturday overnight. It's called Planet Q. Um, Manny is the main DJ, but I've put it all on his plate. Like when we've done some of the mix shows before, I'm like, uh, let's get a dub and uh, and the guys that I know. I'm like, this is all you. You know these guys. Give these dudes an opportunity, and I trust you because I've known Manny now for 15 years. Uh, he was just like this little scrawny dude who was a really good DJ that used to hang out with a dub when uh, I worked at Tower 98.3. And he went on to some big things up in Detroit and I think won some DJ competitions. Then um, when I got back here, I think he had been out to Vegas and we got to work together at Clazelle for what did we call it Club Kiss. It was Club Kiss on Friday nights down in BG. So I'm happy. Manny was supposed to be the guest today. So I can, Manny's not a talker, um, not a mic dude. Like in the sense of like when you go to an A-dub thing, like A-dub is great on the mic. Manny does his talking with his hands. Um, But I wanted Manny on the podcast today so we could do a little chat and so you could get to know him a little bit. And I've got a lot of questions. We've never done anything like that before. Why did you get into DJing? What are your favorite DJs? Who who inspired you? Who do you try to mimic? Um, what are some of your favorite songs ever? Why do you like it? When did you get deeper into EDM as opposed to hip hop? But he uh, he's not here. I didn't hear from him all day long, so we're moving on. Um, hopefully, I have Alex and Ashley tomorrow. Alex is recovering from getting the second punch of her vaccine, and uh, I was unaware that uh, I was unaware that the second dose is a firmer punch than the first. And Alex is kind of down today, feeling some pretty heavy flu symptoms, a lot of achiness, a fever. But uh, she's been told that usually that'll just last a day and she should be back up. So hope to have her back and well wishes to her. And she's just laying around today, resting up. In fact, let's start right there. Actually, today I was a little up. I've been a little bothered for the last couple of hours because I got subtweeted on Facebook over a simple miscommunication. You know me. You know that if I'm going after you, you're going to know it. And it's very rare when I ever go after people, especially people that this is a person that I like and I believe I go out of my way to check in on. I'll come back to that shortly. Thanks to uh, a friend who has offered me some valuable insight to hopefully mend that situation. Um, let's start with some COVID stuff. And I'll try to keep this brief. Um For the last week or so, you know I've said we can move away from abundance of caution and I am now moving towards cautiously optimistic. 
I think we're going to have a great summer. Um, I think if you've seen the same things that I have, like the numbers are in a real good, like a surprisingly good spot. Like I guess we weren't supposed to get in a, in broad terms where we are now until March. And I know that's next week, but still. So um, I've mentioned the website before, The Ringer. Um, from Bill Simmons, who is long ago at ESPN, kind of like just your regular guy, um, and then did another site on ESPN, then started The Ringer, and it was like 70% sports and then a lot of pop culture. I found a lot of great pop culture articles that I used to share on all kinds of things that we connect with you and me, um, you and I. Um, great topics on there. Sexability, you remember that game from The Morning Rush? I'd play a song and you'd get, tell us one to 10, how much it got you. To, like I stole that from the ringer. Um, I don't read it as much and I don't listen to Bill Simmons podcast as much, but um, his latest one is with Derek Thompson. Who's Derek Thompson. Derek Thompson is a writer for the Atlantic. If you listen to this podcast, thanks for being here. I think you will like the Atlantic. You might be a reader of The Atlantic or at least be familiar with it because a lot of the insight that I get and how I shape my views comes from that website. You can guess how it skews politically, but more so morally, socially. And um, really, Derek Thompson is one of my favorite writers on the website. Heads up, they're all usually long reads, but well worth it. Um, So Derek Thompson, even before COVID, has kind of been a political intellectual and moral benchmark for me to get a lot of great insight from. And I know you've heard me mention since last July when he wrote up an article, the bane of hygiene theater. Well, what's hygiene theater? So the summer last year was a lot of different things. We were trying to get outside. We were thinking we were doing well against the virus. So we overlooked a lot of important information. Um, And one of those things was Something that Derek Thompson wrote a lot about, hygiene theater. We're all like, he, we're shutting down subways in the overnights. Um, you, you've probably seen what happens at gyms um, and other places when there's, a, when there's a COVID outbreak. We're getting like professional, high-level cleaning. And we found out that unless someone seriously ill with COVID puts all kinds of germs and bodily fluids on a surface and then you go lick it, you touching things ain't going to get you COVID. F- fomite transmissibility? Is that, is that the pro- Fomites? Like you touching something and then putting it in your mouth and then you're not going to get sick. Like you're not going to get COVID that way. That's, as Derek said on this Bill Simmons podcast today, I, I loved it. Um, this was never a ground war. This was an air war. You know how Alex freaks out when I say droplets. Um And listening to Derek today, I learned something new. And he chastised Dr. Fauci a little bit and some of the the places that I go for solid news, the NBCs and the ABCs. He said, we're focusing too much on um, some scary things with the vaccine. And Dr. Fauci saying, we're going to be wearing masks till, you know, next year, which in some cases, if you're sick, yeah, like we've talked about it, if you're sick um, and you want to go into work, wear a fucking mask. Not in just 2021, but 2022 and 2029. Maybe not that far out. Who knows what kind of technology we'll have against germs then. Um, He was disappointed in some of the more negative things that the media and Dr. Fauci were honing in on. But one thing that jumped out to me that I learned today. So there is 100% efficacy with the vaccines. 
when it comes to hospitalizations and dying. 100%, if you get any of the vaccines, it is about 100%. And go listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. It's on my Facebook page. Go from there and go find it. It's amazing. I post a Carhartt hat and everybody's commenting. I post serious COVID stuff, not a single like. But I expect that. Um, but I'm happy to share the podcast out with you. I think I it's in my Twitter timeline as well. Look up Derek Thompson. Look up Bill Simmons. 100%. If you get the vaccines, you're not going to be in the hot. You're not going to be in the hospital, and you're not going to die. Let me say that again. You might get COVID, um, but you're not. You're not going to wind up in the hospital, and you're not going to die. That's great news. And I, you've heard, and. People on the other side, people who are anti-vaxxers and all this stuff, they're like, this person took the vaccine and they died. Very unlikely that what they said like that is is true. Um, in trials, people will die. Like, let's just use a, bland, a, a big, bold number here. A thousand, a thousand people, one person might die. Everybody's going to focus in on that. But it's like, yeah, but the other, like, 999 people, um, the vaccine works. And in the population at large... Maybe 38 people die from a bad reaction or something. But maybe 38,000 people are now protected and can go about their lives. Derek was talking about on the um, the podcast today, he's like, if you and your friends get the vaccine, you're fine. Go do whatever you want. Hug, kiss, lick, sir. It was, yeah, he and he was very staunch and adamant about that. Um, something else, and this is my victory lap, why I wanted to talk about this. And I've been saying it since August. After Derek wrote the article about hygiene theater and how we found that it's droplets, it's poorly ventilated places, it's people in small confined areas. That's how it's an air war, not a ground war. Um, Derek Brent uh, mentioned movies today in this podcast, and you remember last August I was like, I'm going to go see Inception. Uh, not Inception. What the hell was the uh, John David Washington movie? God, I forget. Oh, God. It, it shows you like how much it, it wasn't that great, and it really got slammed critically and didn't make a lot of money. The Christopher Nolan movie. Um, the one Christopher Nolan, the great director, was like, this is going to theaters, and it upset a lot of people. I was there with my engineer friend, Josh, and um, my friend Robert, who I know from Facebook. Now we're the only, not, not only were we the only three people in the, in the movie theater, we were probably the only three people who didn't work uh, for the theater that were in the building. That's not why I was con- that's not why I wasn't concerned about going to the movies. And Derek talks about this today and I was I was almost like screaming in the gym like, "Yeah, I knew I was, I was right with somebody who I intellectually look up to." Um when we knew that it was about droplets, not touch, the movie theater was like one of the safest places you could be. And I said this on the air, on the podcast, I think I tweeted I tweeted at certain places Movie theaters are safe because as long as you follow the normal customs of being in a movie, you're safe. You should be keep like other than maybe laughing or I get it, you'll call, but laughing or cheering the Avengers Assemble scene. Your mouth should be fucking shut in the movie, in the movie theater. And if your mouth is shut, other than a sneeze, like which you can't control or a cough, if your mouth is shut you're not transmitting the virus that you might have. So go to the movies. You know, of all the things, uh, that's what I miss most. And obviously, I've watched movies, but I have we haven't had a Marvel movie for over a year. Um, you know me. I, I, 
and even with my new schedule, I can still go to the movies at Tuesday at 11 o'clock. But instead of before it would have been after the show. Now it'll be before the show. There's nobody there. I get the theater to myself. I get to see something I want to watch. So I missed that. Although we're getting buffets back. Heads up, Golden Corral, 25 bucks. You get $50 worth of Golden Corral, a sweet deal on our Q105 website uh, coming up Friday morning at 9 o'clock. So again, cautiously optimistic. And we got a lot of this wrong. Derek was also... Um, Derek and Bill were also slamming like the the messaging, uh, the leadership and the messaging on many levels of government has sucked. Um, and they talked about how, uh, like I remember growing up, the egg commercial. This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs, and we were scared shitless. Um, it should be the converse. And there have been uh, lots of PSAs, at least in the the outset of COVID, but not recently. I have, uh, there, we have the V project here, but there has not been a great coordinated campaign at all levels of government saying, this is, this is the vaccine. Look, you might still get the virus, but you're not going to get it as bad. If you take the vaccine, you're not going to be in the hospital. You're not going to die. And look, it's not going to be right all of the time. Similar to how there's a car commercial or some other sale, and then you read the fine print. But for the most part, what's being advertised is accurate. So the messaging has sucked, but like the airway should be littered with PSA saying, get vaccinated. Here's why you shouldn't. And certain like news organizations will do Q and A's with doctors, but it's got to be bigger than that. It's got to be a massive coordinated government effort. And that's been the problem since March. The government of all levels have not been coordinated. So I'm going to keep this vague. I'll just say this. Um, I made a comment of concern to someone that I see every day. I'll leave it at that, at least how I know them. I like this person a lot. I find them to be very unique and eccentric. Um, I love people like that because I'm one of those people. You know, I don't get along with the normies, the extroverts, but the people who are a little different, who everybody else kind of raises an eyebrow at, I love those people. I welcome those people. Those are my people. So I would never have any malice towards this person, but I made a question of concern, something they had going on with their appearance. And, um, I said it again cause it, it didn't seem any better. And I was, I was concerned. I wasn't being, I don't think I was being, I did not intend to be an ignorant Neanderthal commenter. Apparently some other people said something to this person. And then this person did a subtweet on Facebook, little rant. Um, thankfully a friend of mine said, apologize for the miscommunication and some other things. So I'll keep you updated and hopefully this person accepts my apology because, uh, I like this person a lot. They're a great part of my day and I look forward to seeing them every day. Um, did you see the dog with six legs? His name is Skipper. It's a puppy that has six legs and two tails. I bring, and this is the later part of the podcast. I bring this up because I would like to know, am I the only person, and by the way, this is a great story. I hope Skipper lives forever because I look at it as a good way. Um, it's it's more pause to give, right? Can I have your paw? Skipper says, which one? I got I got two extra. So my whole life, and I get this from my parents, my mom, when with our dogs, can I have a paw? Never, and I know most people, I found that later in life, most people do shake, shake, do you do shake or paw? So uh, Diddy does not like his paws touched whatsoever. 
Not what that's why he turns into a rabid Hugh Jackman Wolverine in one of the last scenes of uh Old Man Logan or Logan where he's just tearing through the forest. That's Diddy. So he's got to get knocked out basically when he gets his, his his nails trimmed, which I try to do infrequently to save him the pain and discomfort and agony. He doesn't do pause. Andre, on the other hand, pause all the time. Pause all the time. Pause everything. That that's how he gets. He, he is the most affect as inaffectionate as Diddy is. Andre is the opposite. Andre, I was just telling my dad today, I was like, when are you gonna get the vaccine? You know, Andre wants somebody else to lick. I want my dad to visit. So, do you do pause or shake? Another thing, you know, I love being Jewish. Um, I like it because I find it to be a very laid back religion. You can, like, there's no, what's the word? No evangelism, no missionaries. You can join or not. It's pretty chill. Um, There was a person a couple of weeks ago commenting on the Gina Carano post I had, and, like, she couldn't put zero and zero together or one and one together. Like, why can this person say this? Or why can't this, per- why can this person say this? But somebody else can't say that. They were, they were making a very bad analogy. Um, but we're chill. And here's another example, at least I will distill it this way, as we're super chill. Um, I totally forgot about this holiday. It's not a major holiday. The major Jewish holidays that you are probably aware of. Rosh Hashanah, that's Jewish New Year. The one after that is Yom Kippur on the Day of Atonement. You fast for a day. Make up for your sins. I'm like 37 years straight sin-free. Uh, you know about Hanukkah, because it falls with Christmas. And then Passover, because it, it, it's Easter, basically. Uh, the last supper was Passover dinner, so far as I recall, right? I totally forgot. And sometimes I would even confuse them because they're both peas. But Purim, or Purim, P-U-R-I, we'll go with Purim. Purim is tomorrow. So I don't know the story of Purim real well. But thanks to people like uh, Mary Bill, you, the food editor, editor at The Blade, and uh, Gina Black, part of the Jewish community, always making challahs and stuff like that. Once you have French toast on challah, you will never use regular bread again. Pro tip. So um, we just had, what, the Punchki Day a couple of weeks ago. Last week. I don't know anybody that loves punchkis. People just do it. I, I find it more like they like it. At, they like it at best. They tolerate them at worst. Um, I guess you can you can get a cream-filled donut at Dunkin' Donuts any day of the year, Tim Hortons or whatever. So whatever. And I'm not knocking the food or the customs or the culture. I'm just saying people either like them or they tolerate them. There's no extreme. So I wanted to point out to you, with Purim is a homentoshin. I hope for my Jewish friends, none of which are probably listening to this podcast, I'm saying that correctly. And I remember making these in Hebrew school, and they were fucking delicious. Um, And I I will actually say that I find them, when they're made well, better than poonchkis and a lot of other treats. And I don't have a sweet, I have a carb tooth, not a sweet tooth. So a humantashin is a triangular-shaped cookie type thing with uh, some type of filling. I, I guess you could fill it with almost anything. Fruit filling, cherry filling, chocolate filling, cream filling, whatever. Um, it is in the shape of a triangle because, I think I got this right, so 
Um, Hamantaschen. Hamantaschen. H-A-M-E-N-A-N, however. Um, look it up. And I've put something on Facebook about this. Hamantaschen. Triangle. Um, it is named after Haman. I'd forget the time in history. I wasn't paying. I don't remember my Hebrew school stuff that well. And again, this is, if we're t- if the other holidays are all A's, this is like C plus B minus. Very minor holiday. Haman wanted to kill all the Jews. In fact, it says that in Wikipedia, Haman wanted to kill all Jews. He wore some kind of triangular shaped hat. I think I'm getting this right. Or a triangular-shaped hat. So again, we either, my my religion, we are either this this cool, this chill, this forgiving, or we are this vengeful. This guy wanted to kill all the Jews. What did we do? We took his, we took the style of his hat and made a cookie, which is very delicious. I think that that's like super chill. There are other comparisons you're probably thinking of. World War II, like, that's far more devastating and too recent. But the Haman stuff was a couple thousand years ago. So, but I just find that, again, another endearing part of my religion. Um, Something that was, now in all seriousness, something that was truly awful. This person wanted to commit genocide, kill all the Jews. And we're like, you know what? We're just, we're going to make a positive out of a horrific, historic negative. So, I like my religion a lot. Um, I saw a story last night on Instagram, and I wanted to save it. And let me try to synthesize this um, with good detail. There was a girl who was not your typical influencer, not a 10. And again, how you your, your level of attraction towards someone um, is sub- subjective. But she was not like some of the Instagram models that you might imagine. Just a pretty average-looking girl. Cute, fine. Not not unattractive by any means. I'm stumbling all over myself, but I'm trying to paint the picture as, as eloquently as I can. And she says something along the lines of, and I wish I could find it again, you've heard of catfishing. Have you heard of hatfishing? Which is where... um. A guy takes off his hat and he goes from a 10 to whatever number she gave him. It was much, much lower. And when I was younger and losing my hair, I always, I, I would never take my hat off. Never, 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 never. Uh, I'm much better about it now. And I wear my hat every day so I don't have to shave my head every day. And perhaps you've seen where we live is cold. And I also happen to think I look okay and have like quite good in hats and, um, and without them as well. Um, but the circumstances are different. So catfishing, so far as I'm, uh, I'm concerned, like you are trying to seriously mislead someone and perhaps steal their identity, play an awful prank or something like that, where you swipe right on someone and it is a completely different person or that person is just trying to get to know you to take your information. To me, that's a, that's catfishing. The hat fishing, I would say, is more akin to creative bras. They are able to shape things certain ways where when they come off, it's like, oh, that's that's not how they look with the bra on. So I think that's a, 
a better analogy. But my bigger problem with it was this was uh, she was mid at earliest, mid at youngest to late 20s, maybe early 30s. Aren't you supposed to be the generation that is teaching people younger and certainly people older to be more understanding of people's plights and um, conditions, certainly things they don't have any um, any effect on. I it, trust me. If my hair, if I could stop my hair from falling out, I would have. So um, that's what I was most disappointed about. Like I look to people of that age, especially my friends of that age, to soften and sand off my rough edges, which I think are softer than most people my age, and I'm more understanding, and I do my best to put myself in other people's shoes. So that's what irritated me the most. Like, you're not supposed to be the age group, the generation, ripping on people for things that they can't control. Like, this wasn't, she wasn't ripping on people wearing, like, inappropriate clothing, like, things that were insensitive or other things. Like, somebody can't control that their hair falls out. And now you're giving them a hard time for it. So I took issue with that. Um, I don't know about you, um, but my my electricity bill was massive this month. So when I first moved into my place uh, in uh, 20, November of 2018, until about March, I was getting, like, seriously $300 electricity bills for heat. I have a heat pump. It's very confusing. And apparently... I have heat and then there's like an emergency setting and it goes to that when the temperature is super cold. The bill was so expensive because even on a 34 degree day, the heater was kicking directly in emergency. So it was like running with the needle pinned all the time. I got that fixed after three visits from an HVAC person. Um, but I'm not surprised, but my bill was $221 this time. I don't think it is my heat pump emergency setting problem again. I think the heat has probably been running, except for the last two days. Excuse me. Nonstop for the last, what, maybe 60 days? I told you yesterday. I can't remember the last time I went past the driveway with the dogs. I really can't. Today we walked the whole neighborhood. I was like, boys, you are going to get walked into the ground. Their paws were all messy. Diddy's got white paws. He looks so dirty with the snow and everything. Um, But yeah, I think my heat has been running. And I don't run my heat hard. I know Sasha and Bray said, let's do the thermostat discussion. I think they'll do that on the news tonight. Wednesday, by the way. My days have been off all this week. Um, Here's how I run my thermostat. I have kept it at pretty steady at 63 on the real cold day, 64. It's comfortable in my house. You might find it a little cool, a little cold. Um, but that's not that's not a lot as well. Like, it, if I were to run it at sixty eight or seventy, then I would then I would expect two hundred something dollar bills. But I'm guessing I just got this bill because you got a high bill as well. Um, just we've been running it hard for the last thirty days, forty five days, sixty days. In comparison, my bill this time last year was one hundred and fifty dollars. So, conversely, I'm very fortunate. So, when I live downtown, my apartment in St. Clair Village, the windows, all seven of them that were like eight feet or nine feet tall, faced the spaghetti warehouse. I could see that parking lot. 
So every day, the sun baked my apartment. Whether the air conditioning was on, like, if I really wanted to chill my place, I had to put the AC on and drop all the blinds. Other than that, there would be days that it would be like 72 degrees. And at 5 o'clock in the evening, um, the thermostat would read like 88 because the sun was just baking it. Conversely, now in my place, um, I don't have that problem with the sun just because of how the house is situated. And I only have, I have two windows in my house. Two windows and my back door. And I'm okay with that because you know me, I like darkness. Um, even when it is sunny, bright, and hot, I have so much foliage that um, circles my place that it never gets scorching hot like it did at my apartment. Or like the sun just can't get through the trees, which is is great. So... Um, I have a high bill now, but in the summertime, I think even when I was running my AC, and I forget what temperature I kept it at, maybe 71 or 72. In the summertime, it's comfortable, not chilly, not warm by any means. Um, but my bills, I'm, I remember in the dead of summer, I had like a $60 electricity bill. I was like, okay, let's do this. I think that's it for today. Uh, oh, oh, some nerd things. Um, Spider-Man. Uh, the third movie has a name. It was teased, it like really teased last night with by Tom Holland, Jacob Batalon. I think I said his last name right in Zendaya. They were like, phone home, go home. Today it's called, uh, let me just double check it. No Way Home, which will probably tie into the multiverse that we're now entering into with WandaVision, which will not have a second season. Um, and Doctor Strange, which I'm super excited about. We're, we're So Doctor Strange came out in 2016. I think we're getting the next one late next year. And that would have been the case, COVID or no COVID. So six years in between movies. Wow. And I I never thought that Benedict Cumberbatch would join the MCU. But um, he's my favorite. There was a great gif I found of him the other day that says, go away. Um, with that, uh, Loki comes out, I think, did I see June 11th? And to what should be no surprise at all, let me just double check Loki. Yeah, June 11th. And that's going to tie into WandaVision and look up Nexus beings. It was Agatha all along. No, I have a terrible voice for singing. Um, a spinoff of The Clone Wars, The Bad Batch. I have not finished The Clone Wars. I have barely started it. But The Bad Batch does show up, I think, in the last season of... What's the other one that I like? Rebels. Rebels. Um, the uh, the the troopers, the stormtroopers that I can't I can't do a good job explaining it. I'm sorry, but uh, the Bad Batch, which had incredibly awesome animation when we saw a tease for it late last year, comes uh, surprisingly on May fourth. May the fourth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So excited for that stuff. There's your nerd things and. Um, like with movie things, I am ready to ramp all this stuff back up. And I, for the last month, had been hesitant. We were going to get Black Widow the first week of May or something. But now with my cautious optimism, seeing numbers that are about two, three weeks ahead of where we were hoping they would be. And again, maybe everybody else listen to Derek Thompson. You can safely go to the movies.